Pearson, we're glad you and your family are here. Once again, I want you to come and take your liberty tonight. I want you to preach what's on your heart. God bless you. Thank you for being here. Sister Pearson, if you would come. Amen. You may be seated. I am truly thankful to be in Olathe. <clears throat> and uh, thankful to be with this church here. And it's just been an honor to be, to be a part of what God's got going on. Doesn't matter if you're up in the freezing north in North Dakota, where I was born at, or here we go again. I'm gonna start a fire up in here, but, or if you're in, you know, here in the crossroads of America, here in Kansas, Kansas City. I don't know if this is me or not, but it's uh, good. Be in the house of God. Amen. Just one more time. As, as that song says, it's good to be in God's service. Just one more time. Hallelujah. I can't, I love that because, amen, every time we might just be our last. Amen. What, what's your last service going to look like? Amen. I'm going to go out, amen, worshiping Jesus. Amen. Let's sing this song, The World Is Not My Home. Pardon me, and now I onward go. I know he'll take me through, though I am weak and poor, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Oh Lord, you know I have no friend like you. If heaven's not my home, then Lord, what will I do? The angels beckon me from heaven's open. saints on every hand are shouting victory their songs of sweetest praise drift back from heaven's shores and i can feel at home in this world anymore oh lord you know that i have no friend like you the angels beckon to see him face to face. Is there anybody happy about that? Amen, amen. Amen. If you would all stand with me, we're going to turn to the book of Mark, chapter 3. 
And I give honor to your pastor today, Pastor Riggin. Thank you so much for having us here in Olathe. I, I appreciate the invitation to come and, and be a part of what God's got going on. <clears throat> and that, that look that Felicity has when she looks and steals people's heart, that's what worries me. <laughs> I love it when I see it and it steals my heart, but I'm, she ain't even two yet and I'm already worried about her. But, amen, God is good. You know, I got to thinking about even Felicity and just how, how young she is. And I, and I will do everything in my power to protect her and to keep her in, in truth and in our love and in our arms. I'm going to provide for her. But she really doesn't have a choice. <laughs> she really doesn't have a choice. I'm going to make sure till she leaves my house that she lives for God, that she's with us, and she's going to be a part of what we're a part of. We're a part of the church. But you know what I was thinking the other day is a really scary thought is that, you know what, there's a certain point, which I guess it's as soon as we start living for God, but God is not going to force us to live for him. You know, that's a scary thought. If we, <laughs> some of us just keep waiting for the next paddle whack to get us going. But God is not going to force us to live for him. <clears throat> We've got to get something down. I, maybe this is one of those terms too, down in our craw. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. But something down deep inside of us, wherever that light is that light or that fire is burning down inside of us that's got to get in us, amen, to live for him with everything we have. Amen. Scary thought. And that has nothing to do with what I'm going to preach tonight, but I felt like I would share it with you. Mark chapter 3 and verse 3 says, And he, this is Jesus, entered again into the synagogue. <laughs> amen. I'm so glad that Jesus comes to this house every time we're here. Amen. God, he was coming again. That means he didn't just go once oh, and when he felt like it, but he's here every time. He is faithful and he is just. Amen. He entered again into the synagogue. And it says there was a man, a man there which had a withered hand. And they watched him whether he would heal him on the Sabbath day, that they might accuse him. Let's close our Bibles and let us bow our heads right now and pray. And I am asking the church to pray. I really feel this message in the Holy Ghost. I really feel a, a man, a pressure, a burden on my heart for what I'm going to preach tonight. But I need some saints to pray. Amen. That the Holy Ghost would move. If God's spirit is not moving here tonight, then what are we doing? What am I doing up here? Amen. If his spirit is not going to move once again, let's pray, church. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody get a hold of God. Amen. For there to be a moving of his spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, pray, pray right now. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. 
Oh, we want to get a hold of you again. We want to get a hold of you just one more time, Lord. Just one more opportunity. Just one more chance. Will you let my hand, God, get a hold of yours tonight? Oh, hallelujah. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. I feel His Spirit pressing us. I feel His Spirit moving us and pushing us, amen, to another level or pushing us closer. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, amen. You may be seated. Jesus came to the synagogue. He came to the house, the house of God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't want to miss just one opportunity where God is working, where God is moving. I don't want to miss anything that is happening. It seems like, have you ever, uh, has someone ever invited you to an, inv an event or, or to, to a, a party or some a birthday party or, or something fun or, or an event that you went to and, or that many people went to and, 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 uh, you heard somebody told you, hey, did you hear what happened? It was so much fun. We had such a good time. And you think, oh, man, I missed out. But in the house of God, there are many more. It's more. It's way more important than just missing out on a fun event or something fun that's going on. But if you're not in the house of God telling you you're missing out on miracles you're missing out on deliverance you're missing out you never know what will happen when you come to the house of God because here in this story Jesus goes to the synagogue and you never you really never did know what was going to happen when Jesus would go places and he would move into areas and when his spirit would go before and and he would work and he would perform miracles and he would preach and he would teach and things would just happen but in this specific story in this particular story he goes into the house and there were many Pharisees there or there were people there that were looking to accuse him and looking for an opportunity uh, to take their chance and to take their pot shot at Jesus and to take and they were there waiting to just see how they could could try to stop the moving of God and try to stop uh, uh, his spirit from touching people and and they said that they might accuse him in other words the accuser of the brethren he not only does Jesus come to church but I believe believe that that the adversary that the adversary of your soul the accuser of the brethren I believe that he comes to church and he tries to put a wedge into into what is going on in the house of God and try to put a burr here and try to stop what God is doing and and you may feel a closeness you may feel like getting close to Jesus but you always but you've also got this other this other this other voice on your back saying you cannot because of this and because of that and because of all these situations you can't get close to him they were there waiting to see if Jesus would do something if he would heal on the Sabbath day amen but more so than that we're going to focus on the individual I'm going to focus on this man with the withered hand and I don't know if the Bible is not very clear on everything that this man had gone through. It doesn't say a whole lot about his life. It doesn't give all the details about his story. But if I could use some supposition here, I, I wonder if he had something more than just a crippling problem that day. 
I wonder if there was something that had caused him to withdraw. Because as we'll get into later, Jesus told him to stand up. He told him to stand up. I wonder if he was sitting off in a corner somewhere. I wonder if he was just waiting and thinking, man, I don't know if I can get close to Jesus today. I, I don't want to become the center of attention. I don't want to make a stir or cause a problem here in church today. I don't know. These Pharisees, they're kind of intimidating. And I don't I don't want to become vulnerable. I don't want to become a problem. I don't want to be the center of attention. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, but Jesus was there and he noticed that man immediately. Uh, they were wondering if he was going to heal him because, and I think that Jesus had saw that man and he was focused on him. Oh, I'm telling you, if you have a problem, if you have, if you have a situation that you just can't seem to get rid of, if you have a, an issue that you just can't seem to solve a problem that seems unsolvable. I'm telling you, Jesus is not looking past you and beyond you, but he is looking at your situation and he is, is looking at you and he wants to change you. He doesn't want to leave you in the situation you're at. Oh, hallelujah. I know that Jesus accepts us as we are, but that term gets so used out of, uh, out of, uh, uh, it's used out of connotation. Oh, if you would just accept me as I am, Lord. But Jesus is not willing that we stay the same. He was not willing that this man would just stay positioned where he was and stay entrenched where he was in the house of God. He didn't want him to stay that way. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, and I believe that, that there are old, ugly spirits and strongholds, spiritual strongholds uh, that try to get a hold of people of God uh, and try to get a hold of even sinners that come into the house of God. Uh, and they sit there wondering, can I get a hold of God today? Can I really talk to God? Can he really heal me? Can he really save me? Can he really deliver me? And I believe there are old, ugly, entrenched spirits uh, that try to, to stop what God is doing doing and try to lie to people and say you can't get close to Jesus oh hallelujah but if we look at what Jesus says Jesus says stand forth hallelujah oh Jesus is saying don't stay hidden don't stay where you're at don't stay off in a corner don't don't just stay sitting down but I want you to stand up and be revealed I, I know that some of us amen may feel that way at times we're standing on the exterior just maybe waiting for the right opportunity and waiting for the right timing amen waiting on the sidelines maybe unsure, maybe timid, maybe sometimes you've even tried to, to stand up and maybe, maybe you've tried to approach God before, but those old spirits tell you, you can't step out, you can't reveal yourself, there's a lot of people that are going to shame you and are going to put you in your place and going to put you right back where you belong, maybe sometimes we've tried to approach him before, but we've been unsure of the realm of the unknown. It never says that this man answered Jesus anything. I wonder if he was a little shy. 
I wonder if he was facing something that he was embarrassed of. I wonder if his past and and the situation, whatever it was with his withered hand, had, had caused him to retract from God and say, I'm not sure if I can step out. Uh, maybe uh, maybe he was tired of people looking at him differently uh, and oh it's just that guy again with that same problem uh, it's just uh, he's not like everybody else he was crippled uh, he was immobilized he was disfigured uh, he had a withered hand and I wonder if it was in his coat somewhere I wonder if he was hiding it I wonder if he was uh, if it was hidden from everybody else uh, but Jesus said uh, stand forth Hallelujah. He didn't want to upset the basket. He didn't want to stir the pot. But Jesus said, stand forth. Oh, let me preach to you today. You do not have to live your life in fear. Amen. Of your past. You don't have to stand on the sidelines of the race that God has called you to run in. Amen. Sometimes we're so afraid to step out even into callings, even into ministry because we feel ashamed or we feel embarrassed or or we feel like we have flaws and we feel like we have weaknesses that, that I can't step out. Oh, I know it seems like I am belaboring the point. Amen. But, but God wants to put his hands on you. God wants to breathe his life into you. God wants to promote you. Amen. But you have to stand forth and become visible to God. Amen. You have to step out. Amen. Even if it's not in faith, do it in obedience. Amen. To the word of God. Oh, when he's calling you, amen, when he's pulling you, answer to his call and just stand up and stand forth. Amen. But this isn't the only thing that Jesus said. Amen. He also said something else that day. He said, stretch forth thine hand. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah, stretch forth. You mean, you mean, Lord, you've already called me. You've already told me to stand up. Now I'm embarrassed. Now, now I've been revealed. Now my problems are being seen. Amen. But I feel like Jesus said, I want you to go even further. I want you to stretch forth your hand. And I wonder if the man thought, you mean right now, Jesus, right here in the midst of everybody, while everybody's watching you, you want me, you want everybody to see this issue I'm dealing with and this problem. Problem, this disfigured hand and Jesus saying yeah come on come on stretch forth your hand do the but, but God this is impossible why, why 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 don't I just approach you later in a counseling session why why don't I just when not everyone else will see me over oh, Jesus saying come on stretch forth your hand come on let it be revealed even if you think it's impossible stretch it forth amen and watch God do a miracle Oh, hallelujah. Amen. You can come into the house of God without shame. You can lift your hands today without shame. There is now, therefore, no more condemnation in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He died for you. Amen. He took his, he took bruises on his body for you. Amen. He was beaten. He was scourged. He had a crown of thorns pounded into his head and took shame on the cross because so you can stand forth and stretch forth. 
Oh, hallelujah, he was wounded. Amen, he was wounded for our transgressions. Hallelujah, he was bruised for our iniquities. Amen, the chastisement of our sin was put upon him. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6 says, this is there where God is giving or Moses is giving the law for a second time before they go into the promised land. Deuteronomy chapter 1 and verse 6, the Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb saying, ye have dwelt in this mount long enough. He's saying, come on, uh, you know, I, I know you feel uh, like it's been uh, embarrassing. I know you feel like it's uh, been, been uh, painful to watch uh, as you've wandered around in the wilderness, but you've dwelt here long enough. Uh, you've stayed here long enough. Don't let inactivity become your downfall. Verse 8 says, Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, it's time. It's time, church. It's time that we stand forth and stretch forth in the impossible. Amen. As we present ourselves to him, reveal our issues to him, and then stretch them forth and say, Lord, will you heal me? Lord, will you change me? Oh, don't feel ashamed. Don't feel like a failure. That's what the devil wants you to believe. But the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive and even and even things that may not be sin but things that we have weaknesses in and things and insecurities that we have problems with sometimes we're afraid to approach them with God oh hallelujah but let today amen let today hallelujah be the day of salvation Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 1 says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. And uh, I know that it seems like sometimes in the King James Version, it's like, what does that mean to walk worthy? How can I walk worthy of a calling that God has called? None of us are worthy of what uh, God has called us from. Amen. In, and in two, uh, but you know the reason why we can walk worthy of the invita of the calling of God? Because if, you, because if you look at what that means in the Greek there, it means that word vocation means an invitation. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. If God sends you an invitation, when God says, I want you to stand up, I want you to stretch forth your hands. I want you to bring forth your issues to me. I want you to bring your wither hand to me and let me bring you healing and let me bring you restoration and let me bring you reconciliation. Amen. You can accept that invitation. Hallelujah. You can step into the call and invitation of God oh hallelujah oh it's time to start believing again church it's time to start believing again in the promises that he's given amen in the word that he's given to you it's time to start believing again in it hallelujah Oh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 says, In whom the God of this world have blinded the minds of them which believe not. 
Oh, oh, hallelujah. If you stop believing in the promise, you're letting the blindfolds come down. Amen. And you just got to start believing again that God, amen, can work a miracle in your life. Isaiah chapter 12 and verse 3 says, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Oh, it's time to go back to the well and begin to draw again. Amen. Maybe it's been a while since you've gotten a hold of Jesus. Maybe it's been a while since you've prayed. Amen. Until the Holy Ghost really moved you and really shook you. Amen. To the core. Amen. Where you felt Jesus like you never have before. Oh, hallelujah. John chapter 4 and verse 13. Oh, Jesus is here at the well with this woman that's at the well. And he says unto her, whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Oh, the world and all its pleasures and all of its enjoyment uh, that they can get out of uh, the fun that's going on out in the world. Uh, but it will only bring emptiness and longing for more, uh, never satisfying, never satiating. Uh, amen. That thirst and quenching the thirst of your heart. Uh, but in verse 14, it says, but so, whosoever drinketh uh, of the water that I shall give him uh, shall never thirst again. Hallelujah. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Oh, hallelujah. Stand forth. Stretch forth. Come on. You got to start drawing from that well again. Start pulling from the well again. I know it seems hard at times. I know it may seem like you got to get past some walls and some insecurities and some failures of your past and some weaknesses. But that is the moment. Amen. When God will give you strength and say, I can do it. I can draw from this well. And when you get a hold of the well, of God. Amen. You'll never thirst again. When you really truly get this thing in your heart. Amen. You'll never want anything more again. Yes. Hallelujah. Come on. Step out of your insecurities. Step. I know you feel like you have flaws. Amen. That impede you from answering the call. Amen. But step out and start drawing from the well. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, some of us are waiting, amen, for the perfect time. Uh, but Jesus loves you, amen. Sometimes uh, we're waiting, amen, until, some t some, until somebody might not recognize or might, uh, might not see our insecurities. Maybe we're just waiting for the right opportunity where, oh, wow, there's a great move of God. And, 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 and maybe I can just slip in and maybe get something. Oh, hallelujah. But Jesus told him to stand forth. You mean, Lord, you, you, you want me to stand forth and uh, this isn't the right time. Oh, but God was saying, stretch forth. Uh, even in the impossible, let God work miracles. Oh, yes. <clears throat> you see, God is not standing up there with a yardstick waiting to make an example of your failures. God, amen, is waiting at the door knocking, waiting to make an example of his mercy. 
Oh, hallelujah. That man with the withered hand may have felt embarrassed. He may have felt, felt maybe even called out, like, wow, you're, you're calling me out. And maybe he felt like, oh, I'm going to become an example here today in front of all these Pharisees. Oh, but Jesus wanted him to be an example of his mercy. Oh, Jesus said, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Is there anybody that wants to believe again, uh, that wants to get close to God, that's just maybe uh, things have been impeding you and stopping you from getting close to him? Uh, amen. Maybe tonight could be the night, uh, amen, where God will reveal something to you that you've never seen before, uh, and he'll give you revelation that you've never seen before. <laughs> Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7 says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. And uh, my wife and I were driving in the car one time and there was a song that came on. And, and it, it was singing, they were singing about this, this scripture right here. And it said, you know, to everyone that knocks, it shall be open. And they were just going like, <clears throat> going on and on. And, and I was like, oh, sometimes, the, sometimes the, the, those songs, I don't like how they're taken out of, you know, out of, uh, out of context to mean this, uh, this, uh, what is that? The doctrine of prosperity doctrine. Like, uh, you know, if whatever you want, you can just have it. You can do, you know, as long as you desire, you can have it. <clears throat> And I was like, ah, sometimes that every, you know, that everyone there. So, but if you really read this scripture, and it's talking about the Holy Ghost here. It's not just talking about whatever you want. <clears throat> but the scripture really says uh, in verse 8, for everyone that asketh receiveth. You're telling me that even I can ask and I can receive it to him that seeketh, findeth, and to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. Amen. Really, really can for me, that can be for me. That promise can be for me today. Yes, it can be for you. Hallelujah. In verse 11, it says, if ye then being evil know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, and give good things to them that ask him. Oh, hallelujah. You can have an outpouring of the Holy Ghost tonight. You can have a miracle tonight. You can get your blessing tonight. Amen. But you got to stand forth. You got to reveal yourself to God. You got to become available and vulnerable to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. If we being able to give good gifts unto our children, how much more can Jesus? Oh, somebody get a hold of that right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And he's talking about the Holy Ghost here. Sometimes, anyway, you may be seated. I'm almost done. Sometimes some of us are the opinion that if we just pray the quiet prayer, and the quiet approach might just work. <clears throat> and I know that God knows our thoughts. God knows everything. And I'm not saying that I'm not here to, 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 uh, to discourage you from the prayers that you have prayed. Amen. But some of us are that opinion that, oh, the quiet approach will work. <clears throat> 
Amen. But if you want the outpouring of the Holy Ghost, if you want God to do something miraculous, if you want to receive the Holy Ghost, amen, or maybe you want to receive it again, amen, you've got to open up your mouth, amen, and lift up your hands and lift up your voice to God and worship him with your mouth wide open, amen, praising God. Oh, you may have been shy and timid before, uh, amen, but this time, uh, amen, it's time to lift up your hands. Uh, it's time to lift up your head. Uh, I'm, I'm not preaching tonight uh, for us to come and just bury our head, uh, amen, in shame once again, uh, amen, but if we can lift our hands uh, and we can lift our head uh, and say, Lord, I know it's been a while since I've done this, uh, but I'm going to shout uh, for victory tonight. I'm going to shout uh, with the voice of triumph hallelujah oh yes you've prayed many prayers on your face before amen but tonight is time amen to lift your voice and to lift your hands and to stand forth and let God amen work a miracle oh I believe that in the Holy Ghost oh hallelujah Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 20 says, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase. Oh, hallelujah. And that word increase there, if you look in the Hebrew, that word increase can literally mean the yielding or the yield. Hallelujah. Or the production of. Oh, hallelujah. When you open up your mouth, amen, and you lift up your voice, it says of his lips, he shall be filled. Hallelujah. There's just something to crying out to God. Amen. The Bible talks about crying out to the Lord on many occasions. And if we look in the next scripture, it says death and life are in the power of the tongue. Hallelujah. Oh, you may be seated. You think of it, the tongue can be the most evil and most condemning member of our body. And death is in the power of the tongue. It really is. If you look at Job's wife, she said, curse God and die. Hallelujah. Oh, but John, in John chapter 7, 38, it says, He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And he spake of the, of the Spirit. Amen. When you lift up your voice. Amen. And when you speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gives the utterance, there's life in it. Hallelujah. Oh, there's life when you lift your voice. There's life in it when you stretch forth your voice unto God and cry unto him. Hallelujah. Isaiah 28 says, with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. And he said, this is the rest wherewith you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Hallelujah. Oh, God wants us to stand forth and stretch forth. Maybe it's been a while, amen, since we've really touched God. <laughs> Maybe you're worried about the withered hand. Maybe you're worried about the issue. Amen. But God is not worried about the issue. It says those that are of a contrite spirit, a broken heart. Amen. God draws nigh unto that. It doesn't matter if you've tried before and failed. Amen. God is able. Hallelujah. Sister Pearson, if you would come. Hallelujah. No, oh, it's not time to pray out of fear and shame. 
Amen. But it's time to pray and seek God out of courage. You know, courage is not the lack of fear. Amen. But courage is in the face of fear and in the face of being afraid of whatever it is. You still have courage to do whatever it is. Amen. Whatever it is that you have courage to do, that's what courage is. Amen. I believe that tonight if we have courage and we truly start believing again in the promises. Oh, you've dwelt here long enough. Oh, Moses said you've dwelt here long enough. It's time to go in and possess the land. You've wandered around here long enough. Amen. You've struggled long enough. You've dealt with that issue long enough. Amen. Today is the day for you to get victory over it. For today is the day to get deliverance over it. But you got to stand forth and stretch forth when it seems impossible. If you would stand with me. Hallelujah. Amen. My voice is going out, but I got one more, one more testimony to tell you. I have a friend. His name is Isaiah. He lives in Minot, North Dakota, where I grew up. And we, uh, he came to church one day and <clears throat> who is this guy? You know, who is this guy Isaiah? So we introduced ourselves and, and we didn't know this at the time, but he had been stabbed uh, seven times in the back at a bar. There was a bar fight that happened. He got stabbed seven times in the back. And, uh, and he finally told God in the hospital that day, he said, you know what? God, I'm going to come to you. If you just help me, if you help me survive this and get through this, I'm, I'm going to come to you. I'll, I'll figure out a way to get to you, God, if you just help me. And so he started listening to tapes and started trying to, you know, get close to God. And he tried several churches and he finally found his way to our church. And, and he obviously realized there's something to, there's just something to this apostolic church. There's just something to this Pentecostal move of God. And so he knew that that's where he needed to be. And he, he, be, he started having Bible studies. And my dad taught him a Bible study. And another man in the church who taught him Bible studies. And, and they taught him about the Holy Ghost. And, <clears throat> and they told him how, you know, by speaking in tongues, God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. But it, it seemed like just time after time, he was hungry. He was really hungry. And he'd go to this, he'd go to this corner and he'd go and pray and, and he would really seek God. I believe he really would seek God and I believe he had repented. But he just, he would just cry and he would, he would weep and he would cry and weep. And there was one service where he just came to the front and he lifted his hands and the Holy Ghost came down. He was filled with the Holy Ghost that day and he spoke in tongues as the Spirit gave the utterance and, and the Holy Ghost moved and we were just like, wow. After all this time, what in the world happened? What, what, what was it that caused him? What, what, what was it that caused him to get the Holy Ghost? And he told us later that day, he said, I had been fasting for seven days. 
Sometimes we just got to do something, uh, amen, out of the ordinary. Amen. It might just be out of obedience. Uh, amen. Some could say, well, this man with the withered hand, he wasn't, he didn't have a whole lot of faith. He didn't just go up and say, Lord, heal me. But out of obedience, uh, he did what God wanted him to do. And he revealed himself. Uh, and just like Isaiah, my friend, uh, amen, he just he kept on. And he said, I'm going to do whatever it is God wants me to do. Uh, amen. That I can get close to him and he fasted seven days and the Holy Ghost was poured out on him hallelujah if anybody wants to come to these altars tonight they're open if anybody wants to stand forth and let God do a work and let God do a miracle amen these altars are open